Thank you for being here today. You're watching Luminary Leaders Live, and my name is Shelly Harrison. I'm your host. My company is Luminary Leaders, and we work with speakers, CEOs, and thought leaders to leverage speaking uh, for their company. And I want to uh, bring on a guest today that I know that you are going to be so interested in this topic because it's edgy and it's kind of cool. And we're just, we're going to get right into it. And you see my guest here next to me. I want to welcome Juliana Whitney, and she is actually co-founder of Leaf Sheets and also uh, the, the president of uh, Can Strategy. And you'll see the, the streaming across the bottom there. Grab a screenshot so that you have access to go find her on our websites. Uh, so Juliana, I want to welcome you to Luminary Leaders Live. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy that you're here too. And I have to say, number one, happy birthday. Thank you. Thank your birthday. So how exciting is that? Yeah, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, we get to do this interview on your birthday. Yes. Yes. Perfect thing yeah. to do. Yeah. And what I would love for you to do, Juliana, before we kind of get into this is, you know, let our audience know kind of who you are. Okay. What gets you so super excited about the work that you're doing? Okay. Who I am. What an existential question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what every interview starts with, right? Oh, yeah. tell us about yourself. But yeah. I want you to know, want us to know what excites you about what you do too. Uh, okay. So, oh, I'm an entrepreneurial spirit. I always have been my entire life that I have memory of. And <laughs> memory of <laughs> I have memory of and was always searching for what I wanted to do with that entrepreneurship. I never could figure out exactly what my vision was. And that was probably one of my most frustrating things uh, for me was like, I have all this passion and I don't know where to use it. So <laughs> that was stressful, <laughs> you know, and yeah. I was getting my master's in business got into the cannabis industry at that same time. And yeah. what excited me about it most is that it's brand new. As much as some people feel like it's been around for a while, it really is still so new. And people yeah. are figuring out what best practices are. They're figuring out the customer. They're navigating regulations. The oh, state, yeah. yeah. Even the states, yeah. it's brand new for them. Each time a new state regulates all their, you know, authorities, it's, brand new territory for them, brand new territory for the businesses, for the customers. And because I love startups, I love that. Yeah. I love that. There's so many problems to be solved. <laughs> oh my gosh. I know, especially with a startup, you know, because you're starting literally from the ground up and, and the business that you're in, you know, it, it could be a little challenging because of a lot of, like you said, you know, regulations, the laws, the, you know, so many, I mean, fill in the blank. There's a lot to, you know, not, a lot to uncover there. Um, when, you know, you love entrepreneurship and how long have you actually been in business and you've got two companies. So you've got Can Strategy and then you have Leaf Sheets. So tell us about the difference between those two or do they go hand in hand? Okay. I've been in business since 2016 and primarily with Can Strategy. It used to be named something different, but now it's Can Strategy. They are similar, but they are different in a key way. 
CAN strategy, we work with investors and operators, either investors who want to get into the industry or operators who want to expand and grow in the industry. And we help them to do the licensing applications in competitive markets, to set up operations, to expand to other states, that kind of thing. And then Leaf Sheets kind of sprouted out of that because I had so many entrepreneurs who maybe didn't have money to pay a consultant and a bunch of fancy lawyers and everyone else you need to get the job done, but they were so passionate. And I thought, okay, is there something we can build that gives them a chance at the same thing without them having to try to figure it out all alone? And that's why we built Leaf Sheets. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And, you know, and I'm seeing, I mean, to me, I think that, you know, this industry, it, I mean, it's a multi-million dollar business and in California, they've legalized it. I'm in California and I know you are coming to us from Las Vegas and tell us about Las Vegas and how, you know, how does that kind of benefit your business being in Las Vegas? Oh, Vegas. <laughs> Our primary <laughs> way. The shiny lights. Yeah. And the slot <laughs> machines and all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. A primary way it benefited me was Nevada at the time that we began medical was in 2015. Mm-hmm. And Nevada did their regulations. They were going for the gold standard of regulations and really tried to be very regimented and pretty strict, detailed. And because of that, learning within that environment, that's allowed me to expand what CAN strategy does and then even leaf sheets into really any other state because learning under that structure of regulation, then Mm -hmm. other states look very similar and they'll change a few things, but it's easy for me to apply what I know here and just adapt yeah. to each new state. I was grateful for that. And then also because it's Vegas and everything is big and, you know, bright. Oh all, yeah. Yeah. All of the locations here really went over the top like with oh. decorating and with their, it's just all a spectacle and yeah. that's been kind of cool and helping customers design their stores in other states to say like, what if we can make it really beautiful? What if we can make it a great yeah. experience for the customer, like bigger than they would think of it otherwise? Yeah, and it's kind of like a the party capital of the world. You know, when you think of Vegas, you think, oh my gosh, it's, you know, 24-7, you're, you know, partying and having fun. And, you know, so it's a good place to, you know, for businesses that, you know, that can cater to, you know, those people that are that are visiting tourists and all over the world, really. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So for you, you know, when you think of your company and where you are right now, what just blows you away about what you've done that just excites you so much about this industry? I'm blown away that I now get to do things like this and talk to people about it and that I'm working in, you know, places like New York City and um speaking on the news there and I'm starting to get asked to speak on stages and good for that, you. I think of when I first started I just think like oh she'd be so proud because this is exactly what mm. part of the journey that I wanted you know to get yeah. to place. so that's exciting and yeah. I'm really excited and also 
proud of myself that we finally built leaf sheets because I had that idea at the same time I began, but I didn't know how to build it. <laughs> so oh. I'm glad I found a business partner who helped me do that and we're moving forward. And I'm glad that I've stayed optimistic because this industry is hard and it can get to you and it gets to some people and they can become jaded or just leave. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, because yeah. there is a lot of stuff yeah. that you have to go through really for any business, but I think even more for a cannabis business, you know, because there's a lot of regulations and there's stigma around it, you know, to some, you know, some lawmakers and you kind of think, gosh, you know, there's so much support that's needed out there, you know, for these people that have a vision and they want to create a business. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Can can you think of maybe one story that you just think, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so proud. And this was something that you could never imagine that you could accomplish with a client. <laughs> that I couldn't. <laughs> There's probably well, more than one. Yeah. <laughs> a lot um, more than one. Um I can't say I could never imagine it because I tend to imagine pretty big things. Oh, good. <laughs> Something that I was really like, oh my gosh, we pulled it off. You know, like I wanted to accomplish it, but it was so kind of a far reach that I was stoked. Yeah. Was uh, in Nevada, actually, in 2018, they did mm -hmm. the second round of licensing and we mm -hmm. took on a few clients and help them with licensing and the way Nevada works is it's limited licensing. So there's only so many available yeah. and you're competing against hundreds of other people and they're very valuable licenses. I mean, every, all the biggest companies in the industry want to be here. So yeah. I knew that's what we were up against. We were working with a client that had some local clout outside of the cannabis industry, but mm -hmm. didn't have like, they weren't a giant cannabis company. So we were kind of working with the, you know, startup, they've got funding, but they're not the big dog. Right. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, we're going to do this. We're going to try to win these licenses and we'll see what happens, but we're up against the biggest of the biggest in the industry. And we won them three licenses in the oh. three most desirable jurisdictions. Oh my gosh. Congratulations that on that. Yeah. And that, that, I mean, you were, that was just two years into business. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was. <laughs> yeah. Cause you started in 2016. So 2018. Yeah. I didn't even think of it like that. I felt like I'd been in it forever at that point, but yeah, it was just two years in <laughs> it, I guess. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, congratulations on that. And yeah. when, when you take on a client, yeah, think of, you know, how they, how they find you and what is it that, you know, as soon as you know that you have a, you know, a potential client that could turn into, you know, a great um, business or whatnot, how do you approach that? Once they find me, which is usually through referrals or through LinkedIn and sometimes through the website currently. Now we just mm -hmm. got PR, so now pe more people are finding us just like in the news. But <laughs> before that's what it mostly was. Yeah. Um, I like to usually assess if I'm pretty intentional about the companies that I want to help build. Mm -hmm. I don't just want to help build any company that can pay me to help them. Yeah. Uh, so I like to assess that. And then, so there's usually a few phone calls before 
we will actually sign any kind of agreement because mm -hmm. I like to both assess if we can work together. If I think they'll be able to handle it, should they actually get a business? Everyone's yeah. very excited about it, but it's okay. But will you be okay if it actually works out and you actually have to do this? <laughs> like, right. Or do they have those management skills? Do they have the systems? Do they have the, the patience? Exactly. All those things. Um, and then I really try to build, I like to build long-term relationships with my clients. I really, you know, a lot of consultants and service providers say this, they say like my client's success is my success. I really mm -hmm. feel that way. And we really act that way. Like the amount of sleep I have lost in order to get things done. Oh, <laughs> so I'm right there with you. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So I like to make sure that the clients we have, I feel, I would feel good putting in that kind of work for them. Um, yeah, that's like my primary trying to figure that out. Yeah. And, and I would imagine that, you know, you have to turn some people away because you just don't see it. And, yeah. and, and that would be difficult. How do you handle that? If you know that, you know, maybe you're not the right fit or they're not the right fit for, for your model and vice versa, you know, they're not just, they're just not ready. I do have to say, I have taken a couple of clients that I shouldn't have, <laughs> which oh, is yeah. what taught me how to <laughs> decipher who I probably shouldn't work with. Uh, mm -hmm. Usually, I like to have a referral for them to say, I don't know that we're the best fit for you and what you're trying to do, mm -hmm. but here's some other people that might be able to help you. That's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. because you do, you know, you want to be gracious, but you also want to be, you know, pretty firm on who you work with. And I think by doing that, that really kind of sets that foundation to where maybe when they do come become, you know, where they're going to need your services, they're going to be in a better position to be able to work with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, when, when you think about it, Juliana, you know, you, here you are, you're young, you've got this great company going, where do you see yourself going with this company? Well, really with both companies over, let's say the next five years. Leaf sheets, we're going to build into the go-to business support platform for the industry, both for newcomers and for operators. That's mm. our goal with that. It yeah. is what it is right now to get people in the industry. We have other features we're building out that will support actual operators and simplify the business for them. Mm -hmm. And within five years, we would love to sell it. <laughs> that would, that oh. would be there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Build it up really strong and sell it most likely. With can strategy, there's two ways it could go. One, I want to build it into a larger firm that has a presence and that is large enough to do management and operations of dispensaries mm -hmm. specifically mm -hmm. across the United States mm -hmm. or to own a chain of dispensaries across the United States. That yeah. would be. I, it could go either way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, in the cannabis type of businesses. So, and we were talking about this backstage, you know, is it dispensaries? Is it the farms? Is it the, you know, the product, the end product that, you know, that's available at the dispensaries? What tell it, give us an idea of what that, where that sweet spot is with you. With me. So we work with all three. We work with cultivation production and dispensary. My favorite is dispensaries. <laughs> and then with cultivation and production, mainly doing recruiting for them, helping with 
brand development and kind of growth strategy, but not as much on the operational side, except for doing compliance audits and walkthroughs. We don't do as much of the operational setup for Mm -hmm. those, those two business types. Whereas with dispensaries, we do soup to nuts, everything. Yeah. And and I would imagine like even the marketing, you know, when, when you think of cannabis, it doesn't really need to be marketed, you know, because there, there are people that just like the alcohol industry or the tobacco industry, you know, people, there are people that know about it and they, you know, they purchase it and they, you know, they use it. And I would think that marketing, is it, is it a different way that you do this with your, with your clients? I mean, as far as marketing, Market well, yes, <laughs> because yeah. we have really restrictive marketing regulations and they're different in every state, which means you have to adjust the marketing and advertising plan for each state because yeah. some won't allow certain colors, certain fonts, certain images, which means you can't use one ad you have from this state in this other state, oh. and uh, which makes it more difficult. Also, police would, yeah. with marketing changes for each state. So some mm-hmm. states have billboards, others you can't, some you can, you know, it's each, it differs. So that makes it really tricky. And then I would imagine. Yeah. One thing people do think is that it doesn't need to be marketed, but it actually really does. Because, oh. <laughs> because yeah. Well, it's, yeah. So yeah. Want a product. that's one great thing. You don't have to convince people to want the product. You yeah. do have to convince them to want your product. And right. That's- and that's a good point. Yeah. That's true because it's pricing, it's the service, it's, you know, how it's packaged and, and yeah. all those brand, things. them, them right. feeling like they understand what they're getting. And because mm-hmm. it's a new industry, that is not established. So, you know, mm-hmm. with a lot of alcohol brands, they've been around for so long. People know them, you know, Jim Beam, you know, Don Julio, like they've been around for a long time. Right. Uh, you know Marlboro. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Marlboro, the Marlboro man, you know, I mean, yeah, exactly. Established. Uh, (laughs) Cannabis does not have that luxury. It is every brand, even the large ones are working day in and day out to create that kind of recognition with consumers. Yeah. And recognizability. And because of that, marketing is a big deal because it's like, how do you create that? And how do you right. keep that? Uh, it's a whole endeavor that where yeah. everyone is, is <laughs> the deal, you know. Oh my gosh. You know, it it's funny. I I actually live in the um Southern California area. And just recently in our area, um, you know, Cheech and Chong, right? And I mean, they're notorious for, you know, <laughs> with, yeah. with their movies. Um, but he opened, Cheech Marin opened up a uh, museum here of Chicano art in our city. And I thought, wow, that is really cool. Because my vision of him is, you know, smoking a doobie and, you right. know, just, I mean, so, and he is a, an astute businessman, you know, when you think about it. So, it, it's kind of interesting when, you know, the perceptions that we have, don't you think? I do think that, yes. Yeah. Because one, actually a lot of people in cannabis are very uh, geared toward social justice or culture, things like that. Yeah. So it's not surprising that he did that. And then two are people from all walks of life, you know, there's doctors, there's lawyers, there's 
high-end business people, there's billionaires, there's, you know, school teachers, it's just everybody. But I think because of the way it's been portrayed in the media, it, your image of it is this kind of like stonery person, you know, (laughs) but it is a real business. I mean, I was telling you earlier, I interviewed this gentleman, a very sophisticated gentleman. I mean, he was an attorney and then he, you know, now he has this farm, I believe it's in Oklahoma. And it was just amazing and fascinating how he talked about the process and how important it is and how efficient they have to be, you know, just to make sure that when it goes out to the market, you know, about the seeds and all of that stuff. I mean, I don't remember exactly, um, but it was just fascinating to hear how he started his business. And now he's getting, I think he has two farms now. So, you know, it's definitely something that is, you know, people are committed and they're passionate about their, you know, their cannabis business. And, and if you were, to tell someone, you know, maybe someone that's on the fence of, you know, I'm not sure if I want to start a business or, you know, maybe they're thinking about it. And what would, what advice would you give them? I would say go to Leaf Sheets. <laughs> go to Leaf Sheets. <laughs> we have a lot of answers on there and guides that kind of talk about what it really is like to get into the industry. I would advise Number one, look at what state you're looking at getting into the business in because that should inform your decision a lot. It's very different mm-hmm. in every state. There's no definitely get into the industry that it that mm-hmm. does not exist. If you're just going for one, you need to see which state you're getting into. Mm-hmm. Look at just like you would with any other business. How many competitors would you have? Is there a limited number of licenses? What types of licenses can you own a vertically integrated company or not? Uh, how much does it cost to get in? What do you need? All of that nice. kind of stuff. Yeah. So that's all of that and what, you know, what that landscape looks like. And then see yeah. if that's something you think, one, you're willing to do. And two, that you could compete in and win. Yeah. That's the number one thing. Like, don't just get into it because it seems rewarding or fun or interesting. You need yeah. to have a plan to compete. Yes, exactly. And, you know, and I'm, I'm really glad that we have this chance to talk because, you know, when, when you had first reached out to me, I thought, wow, this is fascinating. I love your hair, by the way. And we'll get into the hair because I want to find out what the meaning is behind the color. Um, But, but, you know, when, when I, you know, communicated with you, I mean, you truly are a businesswoman and I want to applaud you because as one woman to another, you know, we're both in business, we have different businesses um, and you're thriving just, you know, beautifully the way that you're putting your business together and how it's expanding and the processes and the, you know, the success that you've had. And I think, you know, Juliana, for you, Um, you know, I think it's a very lucrative industry, you know, and I can see you going really far. Um, what, what are some of the states that, and I don't know if you want to call them out, um, one or two states that are like, don't even bother. Uh, okay. Usually I would say Oklahoma. I'm glad that guy. (laughs) Maybe it was in Oklahoma that maybe I'm wrong on the state, but I, I definitely, I have to go back and look, but maybe not Oklahoma. Yeah, so some uh, some people are doing well in Oklahoma, I'm sure. Oklahoma is a state I would say don't don't do it. And then the three OGs, the three original recreational markets, so Washington, Oregon, and Colorado. Oh, I would say don't do it. They are overpopulated. 
Yeah, I was going to say Oregon. I mean, I I would think that they're probably a good one because, you know, there's a lot of it in Oregon, you know, the dispensaries and yeah, but like you said, it's saturated. It's way saturated. Dispensaries. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that's a good point. I mean, that, you know, it's competition and yeah. 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 And (laughs) cannabis consumers are pretty price sensitive and they don't tend to be all that loyal to a store. So it's not as though, you know, like with my grocery stores, I have maybe two brands of grocery stores I'll go to. I don't really consider other ones, whereas cannabis consumers tend to be willing to consider any store. (laughs) So having a lot of competitors then is. Yeah. Well, when they travel, you know, it's like, okay, well, you can't take it on the airplane. So where do you go to get it? You know, so and they know where to find them. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah. I know that. I know that. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, no, that's okay. Go ahead. Uh, can strategy in Vegas is uh-huh. if I guess if you Google dispensaries or something, can strategy comes up. So we've actually had multiple people call and say, "Hey, are oh. you open?" And I'll say, "Do you think we're a dispensary?" <laughs> oh my <Yes>. god! <laughs> well, let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> right? You can turn that into an opportunity. Totally. It's yeah. Funny. Like, well, they know where to find them. They're googling it, and somehow we're <laughs> popping up, which was not intentional. <laughs> yeah. Well, good point. Because yeah, because I'm sure you get that. You know, depending because it starts with C A N N, which you know is the yes. beginning of cannabis. Yeah. 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 So let's kind of go back to, I know we have just a couple of minutes left. Um, the hair color. I mean, I, you're adorable and I love the hair color. What, what, what kind of, uh, excited you about using this color because it, it is beautiful. Thank you. I've always loved pink. That's number one. But the reason I did it is I met this woman at target who was probably 80 years old and she had pink hair. Oh, how cute. I love your hair. And she said, thank you. I always wanted to do it, but I had to wait till my kids left home and I retired. And I thought, oh, I'm going to do that. And then I thought I'm big on not taking for granted any day. Like who knows how long we have? We really don't know. And I thought, well, no, I'll just do it now. How do I know I'm going to make it to 80? I don't know. I love that. I love that. Yeah. Because, you know, and sometimes it takes, you know, someone else's story to put ours into action. Right. Yeah. And perspective. Yeah. Yeah. That, that is such a cool story. And I love little old ladies with pink hair. I mean, how cute are they? purple and oh my gosh and purple I and I love it when they put makeup on don't you they're so adorable and it's like lashes oh, oh yeah 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 it's, I always it's so I hope they have that in me when I'm old <laughs> <laughs> I know well they have style too you know because from head to toe they've got the hair the makeup and the little you know cute little outfit too because they're, they come from tradition and and they're you know they're baby boomers so yeah yeah. Well, this has been fun, Juliana, and thank you so much for being on Luminary Leaders Live. And if you really wanted to give one last kind of tidbit or golden nugget to our audience, what do you recommend or what do you want to share? What do I want to share? Follow your dreams. Uh, yeah. And <laughs> that really would be one, though, yeah. is to just go, you know, like I said, we can't take for granted any single day that we have. So if there's something that you've always wanted to do and you've been putting off and you keep saying, I'll do it later, my tidbit would be do it. 
And if cannabis business happens to be one of those things, you know, then I'm here for it. Yeah. <laughs> That's that. <laughs> That's awesome. That is so awesome. And, you know, I hope, uh, you know, I, I can see you becoming so successful, successful even more, you know, where this is, you're taking the professional approach, you've got, you know, you've got everything dialed in, in terms of the way you run your business. And with your, you know, I know you have a uh, co-founder with you and in, in leaf sheets. Um, but really, the, you know, the sky is the limit. And like you said, follow your dreams. And, you know, if anybody's doing it, I can see that you're doing it. And we really appreciate you being on the show, Juliana, and wish you much success. And uh, we want to thank our audience. We were streaming live today on YouTube, Facebook, and LinkedIn. And then this episode will be up on uh, Spotify, Google Podcasts, really anywhere where you listen to your podcast. So when you're doing your exercising or you're researching or whatever, listen to the show because today our, our guest, Juliana Whitney, had so much great information to share. And if you're thinking about a cannabis business, like I mentioned, you'll want to reach out to Juliana. And what's the best way people can reach you, Juliana? The best way to reach me is through canstrategy.com, leafsheets.com, or on LinkedIn. I love LinkedIn. I'm a big fan. It's just my name, Juliana Whitney. Yeah. On there. Yeah, and that's how we met on, on LinkedIn. Yay, LinkedIn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, Juliana, thank you again. And to our audience, uh, we appreciate you being here with us today and we hope you have a fantastic week and we will catch you next time.